0: Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy your podcast, but remember, our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. Today, I have Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Matt Fink, and Dr. Brad Mauer with me. And today, we are going to finish answering all of your questions.
1: Okay, so uh, we're back for round two of the patient question and answer. Uh, I've got a case study that I want to go over, and then, um, okay. then Kim, your voice is going to be super muffled because you got like nine masks on today. Is that right? I have one, yes. Kim traveled out of state, and so she is responsibly triple masking we're all we're social distancing of course but kim uh is taking it one step further because we're really proud of her and and she
2: lost a tooth so she does not want anyone to see (laughs) it (laughs) it's
1: true didn't you you, kim how'd
0: you know it's
1: true kim you got beat up (laughs) down in in, uh alabama did you catch any fish you do any fishing
0: no
1: all these people that go to the gulf nobody does any like deep sea fishing why is that i don't know why although here in st louis Somebody caught a 110-pound yeah, catfish. Yeah, I saw that. Now you, you saw who his guide was. I didn't see that. His guide was our very best friend and longtime patient, Jake Durhockey. Wasn't really? really. Yeah, they caught that fish <laughs> where Dr. Fink and I have gone fishing, and where I went last year with my brother, with my brother, your son, with my son. Right, I get them all confused. Everyone looks the same. Uh, with my son James, and so Jake takes us every year. He takes the doctors. Job. Yeah, I think it was. The, so it was is a, literally on that co- stretch Fink. of river. It was his co-angler. His co-angler. Yeah. yeah. Jake was the net man. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, awesome. so so if you're out there in the world listening to this podcast and we know you are, and you've ever thought about getting catfish, you've got to you gotta contact us and get Jake's information. He'll guide you. And it, 110 pounds is no joke. It's a blue cat. Yeah, I had a hard time uh, reeling in a fifty pounder, so I can't even I can't even imagine what that dude did. Like it must have been incredible. So
3: he said I think it took eight minutes.
1: It had was, it, I mean it had it said to be. eight, but I yeah. I thought that was pretty quick. Oh yeah. Which well the uh They've got those those rigs for sharks. Like those poles are, you know, yeah. 10 feet long and they're, man, they're an inch and a half thick at the base. So think, now we I'm know. really proud now of know. You yeah. know what's funny is we better get on the phone with him because there's no way he's going to have any openings for us yeah. this summer. Yeah. Now like, that everybody's calling him, I should not even think about yeah. it. I got to get him on the horn.
2: Uh, like, we just contact his supervisor. Oh, that's yeah. true. I'd have her. That's oh, true. Say, he's hey. got. The doctors are calling again. They won't leave me alone. So you need to call them. That's right. He's got upper management issues now,
1: doesn't he? He's under new management. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. So I'll start off. I wanted to get back to doing the case studies. Um, We kind of got out of some of the regular stuff we do uh, because it was a huge pandemic. uh, And uh, when the world is ending, sometimes uh, procedures kind of fly out the window. So um, the one I wanted to cover today, it's called weekly osteopathic. Manipulative Treatment to Improve Measures of Sympathetic Tone in Women with Polycystic Ovary Syndrome, a Randomized Controlled Pilot Study." Now, everything in this title screams chiropractic, but it is a, it's a study that was done last uh, two months ago. It was published in May, a group of osteopaths. And so let's, let's break this down. So what they did was they have 15, 20 women that have polycystic ovary syndrome. Now, what does that have to do with the spine? what it has to do with is the larger issue of how the brain and the autonomic nervous system runs the body so everybody can you think about somebody kicking a ball right the brain sends a message down the spinal cord right emerges through the spine goes on the sciatic nerve some of the femoral you know and give the ball a kick the brain also controls the uterus or your bladder and it you know controls how wide Uh, The bladder can distend before you start getting impulses that you've got to urinate. And those impulses go to and from the brain along the same routes that the nerves do for kicking the ball. They're at the same level is what I'm saying. And so what these DOs wanted to find out was like, well, maybe the autonomic nervous system, the nervous system that controls that area or or controls the whole body, but in that area, maybe it's what they called hyperactive. And so what they're saying is hey maybe something is messing with these nerves and they can't allow the ovaries to work like they're supposed to and the side effect is polycystic ovary syndrome now that's just as close as you can get to heresy in the medical community they think you know symptom treat the symptom symptom treat the symptom you know and uh, I mean not all of them but that's that's the prevailing wisdom and so what these DOs want to do is like, hey, if we adjust these people every week, if we go in there and we look for what they call segmental dysfunction, they look for vertebrae that have lost their their rotational ability or their flexion ability or their, their rotational malpositions or they have uh, different parts where they're just not moving like they want. Not out of place, but they're restricted in some way. And that restriction could then cause irritation to the nerves that run the autonomic nervous system and then maybe there would be trouble. And... Uh, it's our premise with most of the things that we do. And lo and behold, what do they document? They document that these women who are getting adjusted every week versus the group that were not, they had a decrease in systolic rhythm, in systolic blood pressure, and they had changes in heart rate variability, both are which are known clinical indicators of a healthy human being. And so their conclusion was not that they treat polycystic ovary syndrome, but that the checking of the spine for subluxation or for what they call segmental dysfunction can work really well as an adjunct therapy. And that's all, That's it, it, it's just an incredible piece of work. They did an awesome job of connecting the dots. They're not saying if you have a bone out of place then you get polycystic ovary syndrome. What they're saying is that when you have irritation to the autonomic nervous system then your body can go haywire and all we want to do is check to make sure that's not a problem. It's just. Common sense. And that's, you know, if this had been in a chiropractic study, you know, then I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have been as well received, you know. That's and cool. it just It's like they're going back to their roots. It is. Yeah. Right. Because DOs are fully integrated. You can't tell the difference, for the most part, between an MD and a DO. In fact, most people, when I tell them, you know, chiropractic and DO are first cousins, even closer than first cousins, you know, they were founded near near each other at about the same time. Both. Doctors, AAT still, right? Still, still. Andrew Thomas still, yeah. and then uh, B.J. Palmer or D.D. Palmer, they both thought that vertebra that were losing their ability to move correctly could cause trouble with the nervous system. One of them believed that it was more a blood-related issue. One thought it was more nerve-related issue. But in the beginning, man, they were almost the same, and now they couldn't be
2: any further apart. It sounds like those DOs came to my spinal care
1: class. (laughs) (laughs) You ever want to learn about spinal care and the autonomic nervous? You come to Dr. Matt's spinal care class. You'll leave a changed man. Last night, he was here like three hours. I mean, I thought they were serving drinks up here. Maybe, yeah.
3: maybe they'll start making that part of the curriculum.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man. Do, for D.O.s. Yeah. For the D.O.s. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. You, you, my contact information. Just uh, contact him.
1: Yeah. You know. know, we got M.D. patients. We got. There's one group a lot that we of nurse don't. Practitioners. Oh, man, we have a hundred nurse practitioners in here, but we don't have any D.O.s right now. I don't think we've done plenty of work on them before. The um, the gentleman that uh, delivered three of my 75 of my children, I'm um, just him a couple times, and he, he's just a really great guy. Uh, he was a D.O., but, man, I, I don't think we know yeah, anyone so. yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to cover that. I just think it's wonderful, you know, that the other professions are looking at, hey, man, sympathetic and parasympathetic tone, not, not your leg hurts, but the thing that controls how well you respond to the environment might be compromised. That is where it's at. If you want to be healthy, you have to respond to changes in the environment, and that is autonomic nervous system function and if we can do anything to heighten that then we are 100 percent contributing to your well-being and that is just an awesome study so good job uh, osteopathic medicine good job. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, listen you gotta get ahead of the game and yeah. we're we're one of those people that help and you do that. that's right and now the technology is there like look at the stuff that they studied changes in heart rate variability how well changes in blood pressure they looked at stuff that you would never think to look at and instead they're measuring nerve function you know we have a um, the objective data collection for our practice is about to go through the roof digital x-ray just got here we're going to get the uh, subluxation station that measures all of that stuff we get a dynamometer nice. or dynamo mammometer dynamometer okay
0: so i actually just got a question this morning from a patient okay uh from the news i guess fox 2 oh. they were talking about fox two. how people are becoming dehydrated because they're wearing their masks hmm. and they don't want to take the mask off so.
1: All right. Who, now, who? You want us all to yell about it, or you want me, sure. me and Brad, I just got done yelling. You, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll be the chime writer if one of you guys has thoughts on it. Well, I mean,
2: look at the mask inherently isn't causing you to be dehydrated, it's the fact that um, you should be wearing it. When you're in large groups, Mm -hmm. if you're in the car by yourself, should (laughs) you be wearing a mask? (laughs) No, No, Kim. That's a good way to get Dr. Fink to come into your car. If you're in the restroom, using the restroom by yourself, should you be wearing a mask? That's weird. At home, no. Well, I mean, it's like... Well, for a different (laughs) reason. It's too good.
0: It's too good. I do see people riding around with masks on, like, all the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right.
2: So, so I'd yeah, I don't it. do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. I don't do that. Y- your mask should not be contributing to your dehydration in yeah. any way, yeah. shape, or form. Right. You should be wearing it. Um. Like, if you're a medical professional, if you're a mm. chiropractor, right. If you're anybody else that's dealing with the public, you should be having it on when you're adjusting Absolutely. or doing whatever. But like, you should be able to drink enough water. Yeah.
1: If anything, just take it off to drink some water. That's right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like it, it's or a it. it's a symptom it of you not having enough water in your body. You know because the the mask isn't filtering out anything. It's catching droplets, you know? Like that's what it's that's what it's doing. There is right. a, Obstensibly, there ostensibly. There is there
2: is a quote that is used in a couple of the text threads that I'm in. And it basically goes in just because you think something that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Yeah. You have to understand what you're what you're talking about. Right. And really use your brain. Like You shouldn't just keep on your mask all the time. Yeah. There's no reason for it.
1: Right. Unless, unless you know there other
2: circumstances. You're out
1: in public. You're at a store. You're doing this. You're doing that. Absolutely, no problem there. But you're by yourself. If you're jogging down a trail in the woods and there's no one there, you better not have your mask on. That's a great way to run yourself into the ground. You know, pull it down or have it on you if you see other people put it up. You know, you cannot have it on all the time. You can't. Like it, it, it won't kill you, but it's going to contribute and it's going to exacerbate the lack of water that you're intaking. Having something over your mouth really is, dissuades you from taking it off you know, to eat or drink, so I can see that.
0: Um, mm-hmm. that I think the only thing that they really said was people are becoming dehydrated because they're not wanting to take their mask off. Okay. And okay. I think And I don't know. I, that I don't know if they were trying so to throw in
3: something to do with respiration. Or,
0: yeah. No, they just said... No, it was mask. just
3: the fact they're yeah. not taking off the drink.
0: Yeah. I, I, okay. That
3: just seems... That's
1: what that's,
2: they
0: said. So, like, oh, so, uh, so the
2: actual quote is, just because you have the right to do something, it does not equate it to being smart. So you you have the right to wear your mask all the time. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's yeah. the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, it's like that argument, you know, the one guy comes out in the street and he sees there's a big six painted. He's like, oh, that's a number six. And the other guy comes from the opposite way. He sees it. No, that's a number nine. And then the third guy's like, well, from your point of view, you're both right. And I think that's crap. Somebody painted that thing for a reason. Yeah. Go out there. Is it on a street? You know what I mean? Is it going this way? Is it a one-way street? Then that's a six or that's a nine. You know, is there something nearby? Is it an address? Look around, gather some data. Nobody believes a six or a nine there for a reason, and then figure out which one it is. But you're not both right just because you say you are. Like that makes me crazy. I don't even know if that has anything to do with what you're talking about. I just wanted to yell about it. No, Uh you're right. Uh All right, it's good. It's good info. (laughs) All right. Kim, what you got next?
0: Okay. uh, The next one (gasps) (laughs) will be for Dr. Brad.
3: Oh.
0: Somebody would like to know, what is bursitis?
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that's a a great question. We just had a case here, first time in a long time. Yeah, because that is something that's thrown out there a lot. Absolutely. Maybe you out there have been told you have bursitis. Yeah, bursitis and fibromyalgia. And then you're like, what the heck is that? And so, just to back it up a little bit. So, bursitis is an inflammation of your bursa oh oh, oh, oh. now maybe you have (laughs) no idea what that that is so those are fluid filled sacs that are located near your joints so we're talking you know your shoulder your elbow Mm -hmm. your uh, your hip joint bone socket uh knee your heel Mm -hmm. and -hmm. even like the base of your big toe yep oh and so they are there for a purpose they're there to cushion Mm -hmm. Not only you know the bones, but also the tendons mm. and the muscles. So they're there to help. We want them there to help cushion. But at certain times, those can become inflamed mm-hmm. or, for one reason or another. Right. Uh, typically, it's you due jostle. to repetitive motion or potentially putting too much pressure right on that joint. Right. Now most of the time, we we usually see it in shoulders, elbows, and hip. I think lately I've seen it more in hip Uh, joints. Yeah, we saw a
1: real bad case um, uh, Thursday, last Thursday. Yeah, Uh,
3: And how it can be traumatic, I have in the past seen, especially like an elbow Mm -hmm. traumatic issue. Once everything got, you know, they, they wrecked their mountain bike. Oh yeah, yeah. And once things decreased in terms of their overall swelling, they were still left with that that
1: bursa yeah, sac that hurts, being man. totally swollen and that lasted you know that can last a while. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, you see it uh, man one of the young men that plays basketball with James uh, he's just you know he is defending a guy and the guy turned and his finger just went right into his uh, elbow right in between and the annular you know, ligament there. the contacted his bursa. Holy cow that thing in I'm talking 45 seconds the skin was swollen on his elbow and flopping down. Oh. The parent everybody was losing their minds you know I'm like that's that's, that's a precise. the kid's just like, because it doesn't hurt, you know, yeah. it didn't hurt then. He couldn't figure out what was going on, it's just hanging down, so, yeah. and so he shot his free throws because he was a total pro, nice. and then he came out of the game. Right, and then he
3: was done. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's more of a traumatic. I was like, that. oh my god. Uh, that's definitely like totally a traumatic my too. version. Yeah. So, but over, you know, typically it's, it's something that kind of develops through that repetitive motion, and you usually feel like it'll be achy or stiff, mm-hmm. uh, it'll probably hurt to press on it. Yes, sir. Um, sometimes you'll see a redness, around that area but something like the hip joint you're not gonna there's right. a lot of tissue around there you're not gonna typically right, see things deep. Um, the redness but in that, something like the elbow where there's not as much tissue around there you're probably gonna see some of that action going on so you're, you have your bursa they're fluid filled sacs they cushion uh, the joints the bones the tendons and the muscles but when they get inflamed that's when it becomes bursitis and for us probably since we got that laser
1: yeah, that's probably one of the been, best
3: options for us absolutely. to help you with that. Class
1: Four therapy laser, one of only four in the state. Yeah, that's just the coolest. It it works really really well. You know, we're chiropractors, but our job as doctors is to apply the most appropriate therapy. You know, sometimes it's laser, sometimes it's not chiropractic at all. You know? And and really,
2: laser gels so much with our thought process. It's like we're not curing you no we're not fixing you but we're giving we're putting those bones back into place we're making sure everything works appropriately so your body can heal itself same thing with laser we're photobiomodulation 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 so when you look at that you're 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 putting that energy into that joint or into that tissue and
1: your body light energy is using it to heal that's cool so that's besides awesome stuff yeah and traditionally bursitis is notoriously difficult to fix. Yeah. Very. Once you, yeah, once you piss long it off, it's like a really nice person Months, months but and month and months they months. flip their lid. And mm-hmm. once they flip their lid, they don't friend. You, 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 said, you said like the, the wrong friend. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. Gone. You're on their list. And so um, by way of therapy, laser's been the most effective one for a couple therapies. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Yeah. yeah cool. So yeah, so yeah right. if you get if you get that diagnosis, mm. let us know. Yeah. First get a second opinion. Because it's you got to be sure, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But once just it is, because
3: and just because your joint it feels achy and right and all those symptoms I mentioned doesn't necessarily mean so yeah, yeah. You, gotta make sure you got to it just be the, the diagnosis.
1: Stu- yeah you got so you some radiographs for, for the you know yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: cool. All of these are actually what is questions. Oh. I'm digging it, man. So, Doctor Matt, somebody oh. would like to know what is referred pain.
2: Oh, cool. Okay, the way that the body works. Is that there is the brain is connected and flows through the spinal cord and through the spinal cord there's all these nerves that come out at different levels okay you have the brachial plexus which is is in your neck there's a whole bunch of different nerve connections referred pain is if you have pain in a certain spot and it's not actually coming from that spot your problem is either up or below that segment Mm -hmm. okay so referred pain is not necessarily where you're having that pain that's a referred pain now you can have pain in muscle you could also have pain in let's say you're having some kidney issues right you're like oh man my, my low back hurts referred pain is usually down across across the flank haunches yeah so to speak right and um another referred pain is when women get cramps they have that uh referred pain in their low back right? because like, uh, there's no like there's no pain receptors right.
1: in your there's no pain receptors in your kidneys right sure and so those kidneys are just screaming we're in big trouble at the brain but going in to the spine at the same level as you know i guess it'd be the quadriceps or the or the hammies and so you get developed Miss dorsi and so you get this like like dr Mann says mm-hmm. you get this pain yeah, yeah visceral somatic yeah was, it, yeah. yeah from it's the it's organ phrase, yeah. to the muscle yeah. that's why we got to be like triple good if somebody comes here with low back pain and they have a urinary tract infection, which happens all the time, like that's our job to get them out of there. Like, okay, this is not our deal, you know? Oh, and, and
3: yeah, like you were talking about muscles too. Like for example, you know, if you're at yep. home and you know where your trapezius muscle is, right on top of the shoulder here, if you press in there nice and hard, for some of you, you may feel this pain up your neck, over the top of your ear. That's right. And automatically you have this Headache, right? So, um, so don't do it. Don't do it. But like, or try it right, just on somebody else. It's like
1: a tip. And then get some yeah, data from yeah, them.
0: Yeah. yeah, So uh. we actually see a lot of people for prefer, refer referred pain. Pain. Preferred. Right. Yeah, referred preferred pain, not preferred. Yeah, preferred. one prefers oh, pain. <laughs> prefer
1: pain. <laughs> oh, what's your area preferred pain? my
0: throat.
1: Let's help you <laughs> out here. But a lot of our
0: patients like sciatic pain. I guess that's kind of what that
1: is. It can be. It just depends on you know what is the organ or tissue causing the trouble. If the organ or tissue is inside the body and is just feeding information into the spinal cord and everything else that's coming in there is also getting lit up. You know, like in the case of myocardial infarction or heart attack, the heart doesn't have pain receptors, but the heart nerves enter the spine at the same level as the nerves from mostly the left shoulder. So you get this developing this left shoulder achiness um, and that's something that people worry about. They're most familiar with that. Incidentally, the liver, gallbladder, that kind of stuff enters the right Right shoulder. So you have right shoulder pain. So referred pain, is a clue or a phenomenon that can point you towards the right direction so so you say you have low back pain man we're not and somebody just looks at your low back there well I'll just get all mad if I start talking about it yeah the so chasing of pain as a diagnosis is crap for any doctor like just looking at pain is it just makes me crazy so so we record these
2: podcasts on a Wednesday in the last three days we've been pretty busy in the office but um, there have been four or five patients that I've like talk to about Right. there's a reason why we do a fantastic diagnosis and we talk to you and we figure things out That's and we right. don't just say we don't first of all we don't take your word for it because we have to know exactly what you're experiencing right. because the way that people communicate sometimes they use different words right. to describe different phenomena and they might be using a word that we're not familiar with and we understand it in a different way so Dr. Josh doing a correct diagnosis Dr. Brad doing a correct diagnosis applying that diagnosis, getting the treatment plan correct, and then fiddling with the treatment plan if what we're doing isn't...
1: Right, alternating it based on resulted It's d- a plan, data. plan. Plan be a plan, spine so. detective. Yeah, yeah. It is, man. It is. That's what's so cool about it. Like, it's the feedback from the patient that makes it right, and then the, the workup has to be perfect. Like, people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to hurt you man. guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Oh, I heard you guys fix everybody. I'm like, no, we don't. We only take the people we can fix which means we had to be right in the diagnosis, you know? So we were like, oh God, every, you guys have fixed everybody here. Yeah, but you don't see the people that didn't come here because we sent them out because we couldn't, that wasn't a chiropractic issue. That's right. And it was and in those cases, it would have been a referred pain issue. You know, some cancers refer pain, even pregnancy, you know? People were like, um, I think you better make an appointment with your primary. There's a couple of things that can cause this. And then we just kind of trail off. We just kind of look at them and then they get. Dot, dot, (laughs) dot. (laughs) Okay, what else you got?
0: Uh, Okay, Dr. Josh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What is this antibody? tests we keep hearing about for COVID-19.
1: Okay. The human immune system, there's a, there's two different ways. There's a, there's a broad response, which is a, like your macrophages, which are just your big wiffle balls, just rolling around and just kicking everybody's ass that's not supposed to be in your body. But there's another system that's more targeted, and that is one that will recognize a very specific sequence that bacteria or viruses present on their surfaces, and it will gobble them up, and then it will make a matching sequence and slap that on a bunch of soldiers that are lymphocytes that are running around the body looking for that sequence. So we draw your blood and we look for that sequence in your blood. And if it's there, that means you have encountered and defeated COVID-19. And that's what the antibody test is. And there's antibody tests for everything. You can have antibodies for polio, antibodies for chicken pox, antibodies for this or that. And so what we do is we have a specific sequence that we're looking for and that's all it is. So if you have it, what it means is that you have defeated that strain. The antibody test is different than COVID-19 test. So if you get tested for COVID-19 and it comes because positive, you have COVID-19 right now, you may not have antibodies for it. You may not have a chance to have had a chance to defeat it. If you get tested and you have the antibodies, you've beaten it already, it's already over. So you want the antibody test to be positive, but you don't want the COVID-19 test to be positive right you wouldn't have already had gotten it like earlier in the year and not realized what you had and beat it without even knowing it yeah getting it now it's like you've scarlet letter you know what i mean which is weird to think about because the virus is mutating you know the, the the infection rates are changing the infection ages are changing drastically everything about it is, tr- is changing and something i want to focus on going into the fall is this notion of prehabilitation everyone's talking about okay who's got it now okay who's got it now who's got it now that's going to change man
0: Like it's already
1: changed. If we're going to be good, why don't we focus on all the people that beat this thing? What do they have in common? What are they eating? What are they doing every day? You know, let's look at that data. That, to me, is the more important set of data. But that's what we are absolutely going to do. And we're going to talk about all this fall here in the office. These are the habits. These are the strict policies and guidelines for people to either get COVID-19 and kick its ass or to not get it at all. Yeah, listen. Everyone's been uncomfortable for three and a
2: half months. <laughs> let's do the things that are gonna keep everybody healthy. Yeah. Let's, let's be. Let's, let's be uncomfortable about the next right. two months. Right. You know. Let's until let's, people throw up. Yeah. Because they're so sick of us. Yeah. So. Which I don't even know if that's possible. Right. Who mm-hmm. could? Right, Kim. Right. Kim's holding. <sighs> right what now. else
1: you got, Kim?
0: <laughs> I just have one other question. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you guys doing this weekend?
1: <laughs> I'm hauling hay. It's it's hay season, man. I got round bales. I've got. I have got 250 acres worth of hay, round bales to haul this weekend. It's gonna be hot. Kim, hay doesn't care. (laughs) It's true. I checked. It's true. Hay doesn't care. That's the thing about the ranching. It does not matter what the weather's doing, except for in extreme cases. When it's gotta be done, it's gotta be done. It's timed, you know. Grass turns, it goes to seed, that's when it's ready for hay. Oh, it's raining, oh, it's hot. Nobody cares. And Still like
0: do it. <laughs> you have,
1: like you have to do it. Cows have to be worked this weekend. This has to happen this weekend. Like there's no it, down here in the city. We have this like oh it's this or it's that or it can be put off. But when it's linked to the land, you are weather dependent. You know, like daylight savings time. All that that's just hoses the people that have to get up with the sun. It doesn't matter at all. It's just more pain. You know, because it's just a number on the clock. But anyway, that's what I'm
2: doing. Um, we have we have some special birthdays. Uh, one of Dr. Josh's sons turned Oh, that's Juba eight. turned 8 yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, my son the turned chin, the seven, 7 on the 16th. So we have some... I think we have
1: birthdays on Sunday, but... Oh, do we? Uh, Friday and Saturday. Staying oh, cold. that's not true. We're going wave running Friday morning. Friday morning yeah. on the wave runners. Yeah. Friday yeah. afternoon, I'll be in the saddle. Have
0: the lake. Yeah. Cool.
1: Up at Mark Twain Lake, yeah. How about you? I don't have anything too exciting. I'll be... I know I'll be
3: working here at Cottonville Saturday Oh, you're the morning. Saturday guy? I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then... I used to just work around the house. Mm-hmm. There's always stuff. To you let us know you yeah. need yeah. The, the tree taken down. Bro. Yeah, somebody came on your territory. I saw somebody out so here the my, my neighbor got his taken out, but surprised we didn't get bro. it. I'm sure those dudes weren't nearly as nice. <laughs> yeah, They weren't nearly
1: as good looking or as yeah. tenacious. They dropped it right in the street. Oh, weak. Yeah. No yeah. care for the right surroundings. Weak. Kim, did you just ask us so that we would be forced to ask you? No. What are you doing this weekend? I'm not. I'm
0: not doing anything this weekend.
1: Wearing that mask? Yeah. No,
0: I'm just... Thinking. All right, real good.
1: All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. I, you know, I, I love I love it that we're a resource for you. If you have any questions, uh, write them in. I, I, If we could spend every episode answering your questions, I'd just love that, too. You know, it feels much more immediate, much more useful to you. Uh, write in. Call Kim. It's Kim, K-I-M, at M-F-wellness And so for Dr. Matt Fink, for Dr. Brad Mauer, for Kimberly, Kimberly's Mask, and myself, uh, we will see you in two weeks.
3: And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.